0: If you're building a business, if you are a business, if you are working in a business, if you're seeking to become part of a business, if you are working in a not-for-profit enterprise, a for-profit enterprise, government, anywhere you show up, you need to hear how Peter Wilkins defines brand building and brand strategy in this episode and find out What kind of lighthouse you are. Welcome to Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. Peter, welcome back to Upskill Talks. I really appreciate you taking the time because I want to continue our conversation to clarify and continue to demystify the concepts of branding, brand strategy, and brand building. Many of our listeners at Upskill Talks are brands in themselves or are working hard at building brands, whether that's in their business or in other organizations that they're concerned with. So making sure that we're clear and we demystify a lot of the noise around these key concepts is going to help us to get on the right pathway to achieving our goals as far as our business outcomes, whether that's a personal business outcome or a professional business outcome. Thanks again for joining and for bringing your expertise to bear on this topic.
1: The principles that I'm going to be sharing will hopefully be practical and they will be valuable whether or not you're building a personal or a business brand or doing both. And most times, often with small or medium businesses, the two are heavily interlinked. The principles apply whether or not it's B2B, B2C, personal, corporate, that they work.
0: So my first question for you, Peter, is to what extent do we actually control our brand? Because we do believe we control it and we have ownership of it. And so I want you to provide some clarity around who owns our brand.
1: Well, that's a great question. You don't own your brand. Your brand is owned by the collective perceptions of your stakeholders. But you can control it and manage it. If we didn't believe that you could have an influence on the future, we might as well all give up as marketers and brand builders. And you can consistently, you can create the environment and you can create the messaging. And more importantly, you can create the delivery of your promise in a way that's incredibly consistent and efficient. You can reinforce your key promises every day in a positive way. So you can control it up to a point, but you should never forget that you don't actually own your brand. If you've got a strong brand, your customer groups or your stakeholder groups will own it.
0: Peter, I've got to be honest that the first time you shared that with me, that actually blew my mind. So much of what we do happens in our minds. And so we actually are in our minds in a lot of ways thinking about our brands and designing it, developing it, thinking about how we deploy it. And so it's very interesting to me to think that actually all of this brand work that sits in our minds is actually not where it lives, but actually someone else. It's out there and owned in other people's minds. I found that really mind-blowing. And so the question that I want to ask you then, Peter, is what is brand strategy to you? What should we know about brand strategy? How should we think about it?
1: Okay, another, another good question. Well, brand and strategy, let's clear up what it's not first. I mean, people confuse branding with brand building. And often I hear clients say, we need to do a rebrand. And what they mean is, we'd like to look at you know, redoing our logo, looking at our visual identity or doing a freshen up of our website. Um, more often than not, That is covering an underlying root cause of something that says, actually, we're trying to deal with something we can't manage and we're not sure about. We're not quite clear about our positioning. We've got a competitor over here who's threatening our business, or we've got an opportunity here that we're not quite sure about. We're making an acquisition there. They don't seem to fit. There's always a reason why they want to do that, but it comes across as the superficial packaging. And Don't get me wrong. The graphic and the design and the communication is not unimportant. It's hugely important, but it shouldn't be the beginning of the journey. It should be the end of the journey. You should know who you are first. It's like the clothes you dress in. It doesn't matter if you change your clothes and don't change your personality or what your beliefs or your thinks or your actions are. You're just somebody who you're not dressed differently. So everything has to match. So a brand strategy is a combination of brand and strategy. So if your brand is this territory in the mind that you want to own, strategy is just choices, what you choose to do and what you choose not to do. So brand strategy is the choices that you make to be able to define and deliver that territory in the mind that when you want to articulate. Brand strategy is the absolute integral center of business strategy as well. Your brand should be at the center of driving your business strategy and your communication strategy and your design strategy. And, and when you understand the power of what a brand DNA is, you'll understand that that's how it works. So that would be it. It's, it's a combination of all, all of those.
0: That was a very comprehensive answer, Peter. Thank you very much. So what I've noticed is you talk a lot about this brand DNA. I've heard it woven through your response that you've given so far. What exactly is this brand DNA and how does it fit into our concepts of branding or brand strategy?
1: The brand DNA, think of it like its it's genetic counterpart as a unique template that is unique to you, that helps you replicate consistently desired future experiences to your most valuable stakeholders. It consists of four or five key components. The heart of your DNA is your promise, which is your overarching commitment to your stakeholders. What is it that you're going to do for them as a result of what you're doing for them? What's the benefit that they derive from that? So you're always customer-oriented. You never forget that, but you're also idea-oriented, because sometimes customers don't know things they've never seen before, so you know it allows you to introduce new things as well. Customers don't often know exactly what they want until they've seen it or experienced it. So your promise, your benefit, what we used to call your spirit or culture, which is how you go about delivering that promise. And that tends to be the way in which many brands differentiate themselves. So you could be in the service industry and you could adopt an approach of being very efficient, on-time, effective, profitable, but relatively cold and impersonal. Or you could be very interpersonal and more soft skill oriented. You could be empathetic and you could be warm and caring and nurturing and take more time to have a personal touch for delivering exactly the same kind of service. So the spirit and the culture is often where you find differentiation, but not not always. And then you've got your role, the reason you exist. Why do you exist? What's the reason that you do this? What's your compelling story that others can relate to? And what do you believe in that others are going to believe in too? And then finally, what we call the icons or attributes, which are the assets and the things that spark off or or a mind will become unique to you so leo Burnett, the ad agency from chicago was brilliant at the icons and the assets so they would have things like every, every single leo Burnett office would have a bowl of red apples on the welcome desk and that will heart back to the story of leo Burnett when he said he first broke away from his agency and said he was going to form his own agency based on core ideas and creativity and um It was during the height of the depression or just after the depression. And somebody gave him a bag of red apples saying, hey, you're going to be starving. So you might as well enjoy these. So he used that as a symbol of fight for what you believe in, stand in for hope. And apple as a seed of opportunity. Reach for the stars and you won't come up with a handful of mud was another one of his great sayings. All of these are kind of icons or attributes. And whilst I'm talking about this, you can think of one or two things in your own companies or your own personal brand that are unique to you. You know, I joked about Michelle, but her necklaces are a signature icon that say (laughs) character, colorful, warm, starting, unique. That would be one of your icons, Michelle. (laughs) So that's what the DNA is. The core thing that I do is help leaders and their leadership teams articulate their core positioning, what I call their DNA, their purpose and their positioning, what they stand for, for whom and why, and how they go about delivering that. And doing it in a unique way that is relevant, that's compelling, that's differentiating, and that above all is credible. And that's what builds strong brands. I use the, the visual metaphor of a lighthouse, a visual metaphor for a DNA.
0: Now that's an interesting metaphor, Peter. Why a lighthouse?
1: A lighthouse is built on a solid foundation of solid rock. It owns its territory. It stands for centuries, many of them it withstands storms, it commands, as I said, this geography. Its solid foundation is built on core beliefs and ideology and a purpose, a positioning, which rarely change. Being flexible enough to execute it in different ways or interpret it in different ways changes over time. So policies and procedures to deliver against or or how you communicate it to different audiences, you can still have a relevant promise that needs just to be communicated in a language that's more relevant to Gen Zs and and baby boomers and things, each one of those generations. So the same thing with your lighthouse. Every lighthouse has a beacon too, though, which is a proactive outward communication into the future, into the dark. It says this is who we are, this is what we stand for, this is what we believe in. If you believe in the same things and stand for the same things, You're probably one of the brightly colored moths that belongs at our table. Come to us, come to us. So it's a great visual metaphor for a brand DNA. And you may not know it, but every single lighthouse in the world has a different beam. It's a different frequency, a different color of light, a different flash, a different height. So it's a great thing for uniqueness.
0: As you listen to this conversation and Peter provides this depth of clarification, something for you to consider. What is your uniqueness? Imagine yourself as a lighthouse. What is it that's unique about you? What is your beam that you put out that says to others, come to me, come to my business, come and engage with my brand? Something to consider. And if you don't have the answer yet, something certainly to work on, to become that lighthouse where those you want to attract and engage with notice you, and come to you. Peter, thank you so very much again for sharing your expertise on branding. This is such an important topic that we glaze over. It requires us to dig deep down to our DNA to get a great understanding of who we are and to be able to influence those around us so that that understanding of our DNA sits in their minds and not in ours. That is is the goal of branding and that is going to take work. Thank you again for coming back to Upskill Talks to make sure that we're clear on these important concepts. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks brought to you by McGraw-Hill. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating and a written review at Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself, so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results. Please go to upskillcommunity.com to review show notes and learn how you can join a community of leaders from across the globe collaborating to lead in a more meaningful and impactful way. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Upskill Talks.